Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 285 and we're talking about, well, stuff. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we had some other ideas scheduled for today, but then, you know, it's our last week here in Berlin and it seemed like a good time to reminisce and talk about and think about the last 18 months or so of living in Europe because... We're about to go. I know. That's really weird. It's got... <laughs> <laughs> We've realized that uh, in, in less than two months we'll be, well, we'll be in the Southern Hemisphere at, at least. I think we'll be back in New Zealand by this point. And uh, yeah, that seems really strange because we've been away for quite some time. Yeah. Well, now we came uh, from New Zealand up to Europe, uh, passing through Britain on the way to Spain in uh, March of last year. And so we've had uh, two springs, two summers, one horrid winter, and <laughs> we're just just coming into autumn now for the second time around, and it's time to start running. Although we, <laughs> I was looking online at uh, kind of monthly average temperatures in different places, and I discovered that the two places that we chose to spend our summers were two of the coolest places in in Europe. <laughs> Maybe not the coolest, but over the summer, the, the average high was 23 degrees, which isn't a really, I don't know, a really hot summer, is it? Mm, no, not no, really. No. But then then again, Auckland is the same. So, I mean, it's, it's like home. <laughs> it is. And, yeah, it, it really feels real. Like, up until now, being kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're leaving at the end of September. We're leaving at the end of September. And now we're leaving in four days, and just that feeling of pre-trip nerves, I guess, thinking about uh, packing an apartment back up into my 35-liter, well, 40-liter backpack and getting it under the weight limit, um, organizing paperwork and library books to go back, and all of those little things that just make up being in one place for a few months. They all have to happen in the next three days. And uh, yeah, so there's that kind of panic. And then there's the, oh, we're leaving, like grieving for the, the place that's been home for yeah. the last little while. It's been a lovely home too. It has. And then there's excitement about the upcoming trip. And so I'm just a bit of a, an emotional muddle this week. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot to do, there's a lot to think about, but then we're going traveling and yay! It's actually quite weird because our, our plans for the next couple of months are, we've got, uh, well, the rest of the week here, then we're going to Ireland for a week, where we will be at the blog camp. What exactly are you doing there, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been asked to be on staff at this event called Blog Camp, and uh, it's run a couple of times a year, and it uh, kind of takes, I think there's six staff members that are all experienced bloggers and uh, about 12 students that come in and we all live together and there's a set um, kind of, well itinerary yes and no, like there's set sessions that you can go to on different topics and I'm doing stuff on podcasting and also on running WordPress and website management and technical servery stuff and all that kind of stuff, um, kind of security and performance and management. 
and then yeah so that's live in so i've got a couple of presentations to do but i'm also on tap for answering <laughs> questions that any of the attendees have over the the few days and then it's off to tibex the travel bloggers exchange which is a very large conference um, i think about 1300 attendees this year in dublin and yeah be going to that catching up with people and then running away and not making the most of any of the the networking or business contacts that we make because we're leaving Europe. <laughs> it's a bit silly, really, but you know. So then we're going to the Balkans and we're going to have a month in Albania, Macedonia, uh, Montenegro. Oh, where else are we going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We Kosovo. Haven't, we haven't really decided. We've kind of looked and gone. Croatia. We want to go to all of these countries that we haven't been to and some of the cities that we haven't been to, like in Croatia. Yeah. Um, and then, but that's about as far as we've planned. I think maybe we've booked a couple of hostels no. or we haven't even got that far yet. No, no, no. So, yeah. We've got flights. <laughs> <laughs> we've got flights in and we've got flights out. And in fact, the flights out only go from Greece to to Rome and then we go from Rome to uh, Kuala Lumpur and from Kuala Lumpur to Australia. So we've got a month in the Balkans. And you know, for most people, this would be a pretty amazing trip that you'd spend months planning. We're going to be there in two weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to start planning now, honest. I've got a basic idea, and there's just been a new website go up that's um, like a, a bus link aggregator, which is great because the way to get around the Balkans is by bus. Mm. However, there are lots and lots of different bus lines, and it's really hard to find out information online. So I'm going to be using this website. I can't remember what it's called now, but I'll let you know. We'll do a, a Balkans podcast or maybe one podcast on each of the places we go to. So I'll tell you all about it and how it works and if it's worth using. I think it will be because... It's something that's been needed for some time. Yeah, I remember the last time we travelled through that part of the world, well, a bit further north, actually, around Bulgaria and Romania. things like that, Romania, um, the trains were dire. They were <laughs> so, so slow and so bad. And, and more expensive than the buses. Yeah. Um, there was kind of no redeeming feature. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And so we started using buses and minibuses to get around, and life got a lot better with the exception of the one time a horse and cart pulled out in front of us on the motorway. That was rather scary. we came slamming to a halt. Yes, let's hope that doesn't happen this time. So yeah, we're really looking forward to this trip. I'm looking forward especially to Albania. I've heard some really great things about it. One thing that's going to be a bit annoying is, of course, most of these countries don't use the euro. Uh, So that will be, I think Montenegro does and Kosovo does. But... um, and they're not supposed to. <laughs> but anyway, that's at least convenient. Uh, but we're going to have to do a lot of money changing. We haven't done that for a while. We've been smack dab in the middle of the Eurozone for some time. Even in Ireland, we'll be using the Euro. Yeah, that's right. And when we've been in the UK, we've been able to withdraw pounds right from our UK bank account. So it's, yeah, it's been a long time since we've had to do maths. But gosh, <laughs> having having a, an iPhone, having any kind of smartphone makes that so much easier i remember when we used to have like little scribbled notes of okay so a hundred of this is that much of that and then you know oh we always had some sort of calculator we usually hadn't like a pda or something yeah yeah we had to do the maths gosh a smartphone makes life so much easier um the app that we tend to use is the one from xe XE xe.com is a a great mid-range uh 
kind of currency I want to say translator, that's not Converter. the right word, converter. Um, <laughs> it kind of is a translator, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Puts it into a number you recognize. Um, and yeah, so we, we use that online a lot and their app is okay. It's brilliant. No, it's great because you can have up to 10 different currencies stored. And if you click on one of them, it goes to the top of the list and it shows you the, the amount in all the other currencies. So say I put in 10 euros, I can see how much that is in the nine other currencies. And if I then say, okay, well, what's, I don't know, what's 10 New Zealand dollars? I click on New Zealand dollars and that's, that becomes the converting currency. It's none of this like fiddly, having to change currency, you know, drop down menus. No, you just click on the currency you want to use first and it's really easy. Oh, and they've got a calculator built into the app as well. So mm. if you want to know, okay, well, I get 100 euros a month times 12 months, how much is that, you know, divided by 52 to know by how much per week or whatever. You can do it all inside the app, which is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I find it a bit clunky sometimes, so it's probably because I've got an old slow phone. <laughs> <laughs> Time for an upgrade, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, next year. Just because you're jealous. <laughs> I dropped my iPod and it broke and I had to replace it. And Craig said I had to replace it with an iPhone, which is which has been convenient, to tell you the truth, because I've gone away a couple of times or in Berlin and being able to be contacted and not on the crappy little Spanish phone that I had with me <laughs> has been quite useful. Yeah. But yeah, I've been jealous this week because Linda was able to update to iOS 7 and my phone is too slow and oh, too really? old. Oh, yeah. baby. So I, I can't upgrade. That does yeah, suck. It does. Well, I can upgrade actually, but it will just slow things down so much and it's already frustratingly slow, so mm. I won't be doing that. Hey, let's take something slow and make it slower. Yay. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to in the next couple of months and, and onwards? Well, although we've been traveling a lot over the last little while, it feels like a really long time since we've been in a new country. Yeah. And it must have been last year, the Micronations. Yeah. Well, we went through uh, like San Marino and... Andorra. Andorra. Mont uh, was it? Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Montenegro, but no, that's, that's the next one. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so it, although I'm not much of a, a box ticker when it comes to travel, it will feel nice to, to go to some new countries. And, you know, they're not countries that I find super, super exciting, but they're countries that I've seen people go to in the recent past over the last year and have a good time. And so I'm just looking forward to getting there and seeing what it's like. There hasn't been that much written mm. about these places, or at least not in the circles that I'm reading. And so I don't have so many preconceived ideas about, you know, what to do and what to expect. And for me, that's really exciting. I like going somewhere without knowing anything about it and mm -hmm. then just figuring out what it's like. And sometimes you go there and go, know what we plan to have three days here and it's time to move already yeah and then other times you're like oh, why why do we only have two days here come on sure and so yes yeah, so i'm just looking forward to that whole process of not really having a set timetable not having an agenda not having an idea about what to do and then i'm sure we'll finish and everyone we talk to will instantly become experts on the place and tell us all the things that we missed out on seeing yeah 
<laughs> so if you guys have any ideas about what we should do and see in the Balkans, please let us know now <laughs> before we go. <laughs> because I know there will be things that we miss. Of course there will be. But we'd really value your opinion. If you've been there, if you've heard about something that's, that someone else has done, yeah, let us know. Yeah, send us a mail, uh, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com or um, uh, put a note on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash IndieTravel. Or uh, Twitter, of course, twitter.com slash indie travel. And uh, yeah, we it, it is a blank slate. <laughs> flights in, a rough, sketchy plan of which countries we're going to be in when, and then, yeah, flights out of Thessaloniki in Greece, mm-hmm. which we've also never been to. So any advice for there, let us know. A couple of days recovery in Rome and then uh, through... Yeah, Rome, that's a real good place to recover. <laughs> you know, well known for I, its ice cream relaxed and atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah. to do, nothing to see. Yeah, I'm sure, be good. I'm sure not driving there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Kuala Lumpur, another nice, small, relaxing place. Mm, to uh, be good. You know... <laughs> What are we thinking? <laughs> and then down to Melbourne, where I'm looking forward to uh, well, being in one of our favourite cities in the world, spending time with your family, and yeah, a new yeah, person to meet. Very just exciting. enjoying it. It will be good. My sister's just had a baby, so we get to get to meet him. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think we've got a week there, and then we fly back home. Yeah, we will spend a week or two with Craig's parents in the South Island and then try to make our way back to Auckland. We've got to think about that. We've managed to book all our flights except for this last connection. <laughs> That's always the hardest one. I was telling someone, I said, oh, yeah, we finally booked the last flight from, from Melbourne to Christchurch. And the person was like, um... <laughs> <laughs> but you don't live in Christchurch. <laughs> and I just said, um, let's, let's talk about this some other time. <laughs> Smooth. Well, needless to say, we're looking forward to seeing family and friends and having another summer. We've yes. definitely decided we're not winter people. Even the, the Berlin autumn, like two weeks ago, I was like, I want to stay in Berlin forever. I don't want to leave. I was in that kind of fantasy kind of thing. And then last week, about 10 days ago, the temperature dropped by 10 to 15 degrees. You know, average daily temperature just went boomph. And the wind started and the rain started and I was just like, you know what? It's time to leave (laughs) Berlin. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on this website I was looking at the other day, it said that over winter, uh, so December, January, February, the average high is like two degrees and the average low is negative two. These are not temperatures we can deal with. (laughs) No, no. Um, Yeah, if you want to go with the, the one bag rule and travel light around the world, you don't go to places with negative temperatures. Mm. That's uh, that's my rule of thumb. That's probably quite a good one. <laughs> um, so thinking about these last three months in Berlin, before that we did Indie Germany and we traveled through a whole lot of cool cities. That was amazing. And then we got here. What's been some of your highlights of life in Berlin? I think I've just liked being in Berlin, just walking down the street and, and soaking up the atmosphere. It's a nice place to live. You know, being on the, the U-Bahn and the S-Bahn and, and seeing people going about their daily lives, it's been really cool. Yeah, it's been similar for me. It's like almost like having a holiday from traveling, mm-hmm. like waking up in the same bed and working in the same office space and, you know, finding your local cafe, local brewery, local, all that kind of stuff and just falling into a pattern. Um, it's been nice because being on the road all the time does get tiring Mm -hmm. and you need 
these these periods to refresh and reset. And I think as we're getting older, we're needing more of them. Yeah, for sure. It's also been nice uh, meeting up with people. We've met up with a lot of bloggers. We've got some friends here. Uh, the other week we went to a film festival. It was cool, you know, and we had plans to do more touristy things in Berlin. But because we've been here before, we'd done the, the top things on our list. We also had visitors come to stay and we took them around the most important sites, you know, the central centre of town, the Brandenburger Tor, the Checkpoint Charlie, all of that. But we didn't really do anything. And part of me is thinking, oh, how could you? You know, you're in Berlin and you, you didn't do stuff. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's been so good not doing stuff. We've just done things as they've come up, like this, um, this film festival. We went to a street food event. It's been really good. I mean, we went out the other day and had some beers in a local um, market, market hall. It's a, a local brewery. I think we, we mentioned it last time. And it was just really nice, just sitting there, having a few beers, having a chat. We bought some jam that I finished. Sorry. <laughs> wow, way to tell me. Yeah, just waiting for <laughs> the show. It's an apricot with a bit of lavender in it. It was a bit strange, but very nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, darling. The fact that you ate two-thirds of it while I was away. <laughs> hey, well, if you wanted it, you would have taken it with you. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, but I think that's the the thing about Berlin, is that it's this interesting multicultural city, and it's also very hyper-local. Like, mm. there's lots and lots of little local community stuff that goes on, so that each suburb is kind of like its own village. You have this this mentality, kind of postcode mentality mm-hmm. of this is my area, and it's quite tightly defined. Um, but you can you can live your life inside of that little tight knit community, mm-hmm. with you know, it's, and so it's just all of this small local stuff that makes Berlin Berlin. It's it's got its big multinational shopping centers and things like that, but that that's not it you know Mm. i mean that that makes up part of it of course but that's not the thing that catches me it's it's all these little micro communities and and small events and local events that you know make it special and make it different from other cities yeah for sure well we have certainly had a good time here and i think that you certainly would too it's one of those cities that if it catches you, it catches you, and you never want to leave. So mm. beware. <laughs> well, I mean, it happened to us. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Maybe that's why you never wanted to come. When we were first in... Maybe, yeah, I was quite resistant to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we were first in Europe, and I kept saying, let's go to Berlin, let's go to Berlin. And Craig would say, oh, we've always got time to go to Berlin with the budget flies, it's easy. And then we never did. So when we left the continent, I slapped him in the arms. You know, we didn't go to Berlin. He's like, oh, I was hoping you didn't notice. So when we came back, I said, right, we're going to Berlin. And in some ways it was a mistake because we did fall in love with it. <laughs> so we came back again and, and now we're here for these three months. So, yeah, there is a real danger that you'll never want to leave. <laughs> yeah, and it's brilliant being able to kind of live the dream of mm. coming here and going, wow, this is great. Let's let's come and live here and go to, you know, little corner kebab shops and go to film festivals and go to gigs and... And we've been able to do that, and it's been a real pleasure. So, Berlin, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah, to all of you guys that listen to the show and visit the website and make this life possible in part, thanks for, thanks for listening. 
I feel this. So I'm, I'm very emotional this week. It's this, <laughs> Let me it's get you this, a hanky. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is, it's this uh, end of an era, kind yeah. of wrapping up, grieving feeling. And uh, yeah, I'm just sitting with that this week while waiting for New Zealand to win the American Cup. Oh my Cup. freaking goodness. <laughs> I was away last week and I didn't have internet access where I was, so I couldn't watch the sailing. Craig, Craig and I would talk every night and he was telling me the updates about the sailing because when I left, I think it stood at... 6-1. So New Zealand had won six races and we needed nine to win the regatta. And uh, as time went on, races were cancelled. America won some, New Zealand won some. So now it stands at eight, I think it's eight four or something like that. Yeah, and it's um, first to nine. It's so. first to nine. So I came home and I was like, yes, they still haven't won, so I get to watch it. On Saturday night when I came home, racing was cancelled due to wind direction or something like that. And then last night I'm like, right, I'm going to watch the final. I'm going to see New Zealand win. And we lost both races. Yeah. So I'm, I'm rather unimpressed. But tonight, tonight they're going to win. It's going to be good. <laughs> Smooth. Well, since we're segueing wildly all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sailing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are launching a competition today on the website and on Facebook. And we'll be promoting it around the place. Uh, for some free Spanish lessons, which yeah. have nothing to do with Germany. and <gasps> Look, I had a great segue plan. Did you? Go, go on, yeah, go yeah. on. You do it. You so do I it. was going to say that while we've been in Germany, we've been learning a bit of German. And uh, it's really important to learn a language for travel because language learning is, is very important. It's good for your brain. It's good for communication. And uh, we were also really happy that we'd learn Spanish. See, it's a good connection. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, go on then. So, we're launching a competition today <laughs> for some free Spanish lessons uh, with Learned By Me. We talked about them last week. I did a couple of lessons with them, and they're highly recommended. The idea is that it's $15 per lesson, and a lesson is 45 minutes. You go on, you uh, find a tutor you like the look of, you book a time, and then you have your lesson over Skype. Uh, the teacher can plan the lesson around your needs, so you can either just have a conversation class, or you can have quite a heavy grammar lesson. They can send you documents uh, by email or over Skype as well. Maybe you get homework if you want it. Uh, my teacher gave me homework. I was not actually that impressed. I mean, yes, I was very happy. But <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a really good way to improve your Spanish. It's good if you're a beginner. It's good if you're intermediate. It's good if you're just going on a trip and you want some basic phrases. Generally, a really great idea. Mm. And it is $15 a lesson, is that right? Yeah. And we've got four sets of two lessons to yeah. give away. That's so, right. um, yeah, four people can walk away with two lessons, $30 value. And uh, we'll have a widget up on the homepage at indietravelpodcast.com to point you in the right direction and help you, uh, help you enter that. And, uh, yeah, that'll be going up today. So by the time you hear this, it will be live. And since we're at TBX next week, it's it's going to be a bit messy. I think we'll run it for, for 10 days or two weeks. It'll be just a, a nice, simple entry. And uh, then we'll do a draw at the end of it. Yeah. So go to the website, indietravelpodcast.com, and enter so that you can win some free Spanish lessons. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we'd better wrap up and go and, like, clean the kitchen or pack some receipts yeah. and post them or something like that. Put together the library books, <laughs> throw away some clothes. Oh, why is there so much to do? <laughs> well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.